How Noodle. You been to How Noodle and Tea yet? No, I was going to go last night, but I decided not to. Everybody loves it. You love it. I'm the voice of God. That is the great, we've all been saying, we're waiting for, Chinese food freaks are waiting for the starship to land, to like, we're all waiting for the great Chinese restaurant. There it is. That is it. Direct from Beijing. Direct. Direct. Why are we doing a podcast on that? We already did the Chinese food thing. All right, let's talk about, I gotta go, I gotta get out of here. All right, let's talk about veggie burgers. Why? We're talking about veggie burgers. Why? Because you, my friend, in the parlance of one of the city's top restaurant critics, are the veggie burger loon. Well, I'm a... You have been on a veggie burger tear, and this must feel a little Sisyphean to you, because you keep keep going, testing these veggie burgers, declaring them great, and then another one shows up, and you gotta go take that one, and it's better than the last one. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's a a fad, and it's a fad that has many roots, as all fads do. But basically, like everything else in this cockamamie, harebrained digital age, its success begets ever more hysterical success. So the veggie burger, it's having a, of course, the hamburger had its long moment in New York, the food world. We're all insane about hamburgers. If you put a hamburger on your Instagram account, or you, put, as you know, as you put it up on Grub Street, the new hamburger, the new chef burger, people are going nuts about it. Although. You are on record as saying that you're tired of the hamburger craze and it's waning a little bit. But the, the veggie burger craze has come out of the hamburger craze probably a couple of years ago. And what's happened, you know, we, we I actually, it's true, I can talk a, lot, a long time about veggie burgers. It's That's very, what we're here to do. It's very weird. Anyway, so veggie burgers classically, you know, I don't know where they started, probably California, but, you know, the classic veggie burger is uh, not really a hamburger at all. It's uh, some weird patty with mung beans in it or whatever the hell. It was a concept that was waiting for someone to make it Well, good. yeah, but yeah, the classic one you and I grew up with, certainly me, uh, you know, had alfalfa sprouts and some kind, Black of, beans. Some kind of weird bun made of beans. It Mushrooms. Just, it sort of was built like a burger, but it, it was really a... Mushy. God knows what it was. But it had its adherence. People liked it. Some people liked it. It had a, a cult following. But in the last couple of years, very sort of top-line chefs in New York, and probably elsewhere, but because it's, because they're in New York, they get all this attention from people like you who are desperate to feed their ravenous, click-hungry masses. Who has written the, the all of the trend. veggie burger stories that have appeared on Grub Street? That, What's the byline? That would be me. That would be me. Sorry. That would be me. Anyway, so anyway, these chefs, uh, Dan Barber, who's a, the gr- a great chef at Blue Hill, the environment are huge topics for him. He, he did this pop-up where he created this burger, which he called the Wasted Burger, out of the leavings of various meat, things that he'd really pulled, really dumpster dot. Yeah, you know, he t- found in dumpsters and in garbage cans or whatever. Not himself, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, the patty was made from juice pulp from an outlet of Liquiteria, which is one of these juice joints, which is near uh, his New York restaurant. And I don't know, the the bun is was fashioned from uh, leftover Balthazar Bakery ends, you know, stuff like that. It had a, you know, lettuce from somewhere, you know, I don't know, out of, you know, again, some random place. Unlike the classic weird freakish veggie burger, uh, it had a, it had this sort of a burger color to it, sort of reddish brown. Anyway, it looked sort of like a real burger, and it actually had the texture of a real burger uh, if you if you ate it. You know, they burgers uh, eat a certain way. Uh, yeah. Well, while that was happening, there was another but, chef 
There was Brooks Headley. Bro- who, was, uh, who Brooks Headley was the dessert chef at Del Posto. So Bro- pastry chef at Mario right, Vitale's right. four star super high and, Italian and restaurant. And Brooks is from Baltimore, but he 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 was a was a real uh, lunatic uh, veggie burger guy. So he ate all veggie burgers. I think he was a vegan at one point. He's quite eccentric and quite brilliant, much like Dan. He was also developing his own burger, which he developed uh, for the uh, Del Posto staff meals, uh, specifically during Hurricane Sandy, when all the lights went out downtown and these restaurants were closed. It's it's true. And he began began tinkering because nobody would go to a restaurant in Sandy. The city closed down. So he began tinkering during Sandy. And he came up with this, uh, what he called the superiority burger. Again, like Dan's burger, although a little more so, um, he, he really, he, he used, I think he used quinoa, various things, but he really focused on uh, making it seem like a real burger, which is what had not been the case previously. The, the, old, the old alfalfa sprout burgers were not, they didn't try to make them look, look burger-like. So it, it, it has this texture, and he put it in, like, burnt nutmeg to give it this crunch, like a, like a charred crunch. And he gave it the um, a famous potato roll that, that Shack uses. So it has, Martins. It has this, yeah, Bartons. <clears throat> he gave it iceberg lettuce, not some, you know, tricked up, uh, you know, alfalfa, whatever. Not alfalfa, but, you know, not uh, arugula or something <clears throat> that a fancy chef would do because so, iceberg is what you grow up with. He gave it a pickle. He gave it uh, this, uh, instead of ketchup, this uh, tomato compote, which is quite ketchupy, but uh, uh, really packed with umami. And sort of, and it, it was the size of a bar burger, right? Sort of a pub burger, with, as opposed to a gi- giant burger that falls. Off. So it had this squeezy sort of quality to it. And when you eat a, a good burger, it just it sort of it sort of, I call it hand feel. It fits right in your hand. And these, his superior burger had this wonderful hand feel. And as you ate it, any great beef burger, as you eat it, it just gets better. You have to agree with me on this. Maybe you don't. It gets better and better and better. And the last bite is the best of all, and it makes you want the next burger. Yeah. That's what he created. Anyway, so he started feeding it to the, the, the cooks at Del Posto, and they went insane. And um, over time, he said, like, I have something here. He did a pop-up, Superiority Burger pop-up. And then he opened his re- re- Superiority Burger restaurant, left Del Posto, and uh, I, now he's uh, you know, ready to take over the world. Now his, his, his veggie burger message, uh, Barber's to a certain extent. Barber, I think, did it. Barber did his burger to make a statement. And that's the other thing behind veggie burgers. They're obviously much better for the environment. Uh, you know, you're not killing these poor cows, and you 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 can eat f- five or six of them in one sitting, which I found really quite wonderful. So anyway, so, so this is the new generation of uh, veggie burger now. So Chang's doing yeah, so now. Chang's, Chang's doing the latest one. chef to add one, and he he's gone. What, what is Chang's like? I, I haven't seen. He it. has I gone the. I'm sure it's online now. The tech startup route. So the Silicon Valley tech um, startup. Silicon Valley was racing to create a. Oh, yeah. Veggie burger. They were going to apply the startup mentality to the veggie burger and try to come up with a patty that recreated well, they have, the right? look and feel. Didn't the Twitter and guys? Texture the Twitter guys do that. They're of putting, a beef burger. It's called No Beef. What's it called? It's called Impossible Foods, and it's gotten a lot of traction. I'm sure people have read about it. It's a patty that is completely plant based, but it bleeds and it griddles up the, with the char the way beef does and I, the the intention really is not how do they make it bleed to beats convince people oh, never mind. all sorts of tech whiz bangery i don't know hmm. if i knew i would have created it and i'd be a millionaire no you wouldn't 
Um, well, you might be. But the idea is not to. I don't, I don't think we're getting is, rich is over. Not to offer a burger for vegetarians necessarily. I mean, there is, but it's also the the idea is that the environmental impact of this burger, especially, right. is so much less. Right. And right. they want to create a burger that will satisfy the same way a beef one does without right. any of the environmental. And impact. I, I think all the chains, like the, the sort of the, the veggie burger um, a mantra, the, the the hymn of the veggie burger, it's spread out to the to the big chains. Don't they? Does, does McDonald's have a veggie burger? Uh, Shake Shack has a. It's actually their worst burger, I think. It's a mushroom burger. Yeah, I think they have. But what, But so what Chang did, let's hold on. All right, Chang. So oh. there's this patty that existed. And so now David Chang, who you might say his greatest skill as a chef right now is his ability to uh, distribute his message to the world. Uh, he has... Um, he has added it to the menu at one of his restaurants. Like Chang, Chang actually is a is a great. I think he's a great innovator. Chang, Chang is like able to, uh, you know, he, he doesn't invent things so much as he combines them. Well, he's also in, in ingenious ways. The and he proselytizes. Poster child for the super rich, porky, fatty, very meaty kind of cuisine That's that true. dominated for a long That's time. So if he goes over to the veggie side, we got some trouble. He is. He's rarely incorrect about what the next big thing is going yeah. to be. And so this is sort of an indication so he's I flipped. Think that he has seen the future. The age of bacon is giving way to the age of tempeh. Yeah. Or, yeah. What, what is he? He's Vulgar. He, no, quinoa. No, no. Yeah. Well, he's got some. What has he got? He's got some kind of thing made out of some kind of beans that, uh, you know. Puts in his pastas. Oh, the chickpea thing, but that's yeah. a different thing, I think. Yeah. But he is, yeah, he he is all in on yeah. on processed food, sustainability, applying yeah. the chef mentality to. Yeah. And by the way, products. by the way, we're all in on it too. Uh, the ve- these veggie burgers are actually they're really quite tasty. They're good, and so I'm all for it. I haven't had the Chang one yet. I but haven't either. One of our I'm Grove sure Street uh, like editors it. has, and he said tastes uncannily. Like a beef burger. Of course he said that. Uncannily. That's what they say about Chang stuff. No. They're getting not, clicks. They're not this get... editor. Oh, really? Isn't Tough. It? Tough guy. Professor. Professor! The thing that I have often thought is why is there this desire to turn vegetables into a dish that's only successful because it works with the meat? Like, like why not find the thing that vegetables are just good at instead of trying to recreate the experience of eating beef with, you know, soybeans? Well, the answer is that, A, the chefs are getting more canny and they're focusing on it. The top chefs didn't used to worry about this stuff. They worried about getting their perfect engorged foie gras and searing them beautifully and uh, sauces. And these these guys are taking those techniques, sauces and uh, sort of the food science, and applying it to the veggie burger. Whereas before, the people who made veggie burgers were, you know, stoned uh, line cooks uh, in uh, San Diego. So these are like top-trained chefs, and they are, like Brooks Hadley, they're like, they're sort of food lab wizards. And so the science, if you could call it that, is there now. They figured out how to not just create the some, somewhat accurate taste of a of a real burger, although it's ultimately not because it doesn't. It's not so. Right, I mean, like, it's not it's not really beef, and you don't have this great umami crunch, and you you don't that first bite isn't is the same. Um, but they've made it look like a real beef burger, and they've made it uh, uh, feel texturally like a beef burger, both in your hand and sort of in your mouth. So they've 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 created the 
they've created the uh, highly ritualized, satisfying experience of eating a beef burger, but it happens to be a vegetable one. The veggie burger is the most um, conspicuous part of this trend, which these chefs who are, they're really, I mean, a top chef now is not just a, a cook. They're socially engaged, politically, politically involved. By political, I don't mean necessarily in campaigns, but they're sort of you know in, involved in the ideas of the of the time. They're really sort of like philosopher kings. The food world is that way now. I mean, the food world is linked to the environment in ways that we never thought about even 15, 10, 15 years ago. And so Chang, you know, like Dan Barber, David, you know, they're, they're preaching the gospel. And the veggie burger, the veggie burger is one of the easiest ways and most popular ways to preach this gospel. Oh yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like, you know. Comparable to the fashion industry, where the people at the very top of the food chain say, this is what we're interested in, this is what's important, this is what we're doing. And that is Dan Barber, David Chang, Daniel Hume, the chef at uh, The Nomad, has a veggie burger on his menu that's that a good he veg- added. That's a good veggie. Yeah, that's a good veggie. And so, you're, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of time before that it's message a, you could say it's trickles a ve- down. It's a, it's a veggie burger arms race. So, who has the best one? Well, I'm on record. I did a listicle on this. You, you know, ranked them all. Do you know what a listicle is? Never heard of one. Okay. I did a listicle. And a listicle is, uh, you know, top 10. But I don't think I did 10. I think I did seven. Uh, the top one is, uh, again, it's my opinion, right? I am a restaurant critic, and I'm right most of the time. The In opinion fact, of a learned restaurant critic. I'm pretty much right all the who time. Who loves meat. But it is just my opinion. Okay. So uh, the number one was Superiority Burger. Um, because of the hand feel. Well, because of many, many things. I, uh, should I tell you what I wrote a little bit? I'll, I'll read a little bit. Unlike the old-fashioned mung bean and alfalfa sprout model, but like lots of real beef burgers, this uncannily realistic burger creation tends, tends to get stickier and more densely tasty as you eat it. And like I said before, once you finish it, you go, can I have another one? And you can have another one or a, sec- a third one without, you know, unlike a real beef burger, feeling like you're about to, uh, you know, uh, pass out. So anyway, that's number one. Uh, number two uh, is a place that we visited. We did a podcast from there uh, when we were talking about the veggie movement. Of which the- this, I would say, the fascination with veggie burgers is probably a, an offshoot. I don't know if it's offshoot. The, the veggie burgers is like the, the, the sort of like... Uh, the punching fist of this movement. It's like the tip of the arrow. Like, they're, they're going to conquer the world, and the veggie burgers are right there. This is the Trojan horse. They're in the, the Trojan horse. They're in the freaking phalanx, Admiral. They're coming at us with a veggie burger. They're lobbing the veggie burgers into the mob, the meat eaters. The vegan army. The vegan army, Admiral, they're after us. Ten years, we're just, we're going to be subsisting on, you know, seaweed and, you know. If it, it tastes good. It, oh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Ask David Chang. They're not, you know, people, were, you know, they're, they're not uh, sanguine about the future. Anyway, by Chloe's, this restaurant in the village is this incredibly. There are two now. The, the original one. Probably going to be four by the time this airs. There'll probably be 500 by the time this airs. This airs. But it's on McDougal Street. And it, as we've said, we've been there. There's lines around the block, madhouse, filled with young women and men and nattering and eating mung beans and this really quite good burger. The other stuff's not so good, actually, uh, this veggie burger. And across from it is J.G. Mellon. And J.G. Mellon 
Uh, this is the new, it's a, the downtown branch of J.G. Mellon. And J.G. Mellon is, uh, you know, as you know, it's the home of one of the most vaunted New York bar burgers. And you're a, you're a fan of J.G. Mellon, right? Love it. The J.G. Mellon burger is, uh, why don't you describe it? What are the joys of the J.G. Mellon burger? I think when you, well... It's a certain size. It's not. It's small. It's, it's definitely not the, small. It's on like one of those. It's. I don't know if it's Pepperidge Farm buns, it's, but it's one of those. It's normal. It's, like, it's a white it's bun. Small. It's a no nonsense burger. It's the patty, which is nice, beefy, pretty small. Yep. You get pickles, yep. red onion. Yep. That's it. Yep. And these little French fries, which are like cut, round cut and uh, coins, coin chips. Anyway, it's legendary. Uh, many New Yorkers say it's their favorite burger. Anyway, so this place is. Open down in McDougal, right across from by Chloe. And every time I go by those two places, I walk down. McDougal, there's nobody in J.J. Mellon's. Even Careful. though, Yeah. Even though I think the J.J. Mellon downtown burger is better than the one up on... Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a topic for another podcast. Well, I, I, I think it's better. Anyway, nobody cares. They're not there. They're all flocking. Flocking. Spilling out. Flocking. Of by Chloe. Into Veggie Burger Land. Uh, I had Barbara number three. I had, I had your friend Daniel no, uh, Hum's Nomad is the number four. Daniel Hum and his cooks construct this magisterial vegetable version of their great beef burger. The, the Nomad beef burger is f- fabulous. I know it's one of your favorites. <laughs> Woo! I want one right now. It's, it is beautiful. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, instead of gently aged beef, they, the, the 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 beef in the uh, I, I'm not a I'm not an aged beef burger fan, but the the Nomad aged beef burger is really good. Anyway, this this patty uses quinoa lentils and corn, and it's just if you've been to a Daniel Hum restaurant, you'll know that everything is presented in this way, which is just just highlights what you're going to eat. It makes you want to eat it. They they bring it on a little. You know, a little butcher block with a large knife, and it's all it's all set up there just to you know the layers and the frothy frothy lettuce, and you know, it's this sort of glistening brioche bun, key brioche. Anyway, that's good. Carmelini is another great uh, you know beef chef, Italian chef, and he has one a restaurant called the Dutch. Uh, he serves only at lunchtime, and he uses a lot of beets, so it has this like weird bloody texture. And it's not bloody, but it's got this weird like. Uh, so that's number five. God, it goes on and on. Number six, Wilma Jean. It's out in Brooklyn, so you can talk about Brooklyn. I don't talk about Brooklyn. Seven, Bear Burger. Do you know Bear Burger? I know Bear Burger. Bear Burger is a chain of quite healthy burgers. People love Bear Burger. Bear Burger, if you want the old style California frizzy haired, like hippie alfalfa burger, you know, that your uh, you know, hippie aunt used to talk about in her frayed bell-bottom jeans and you know Bearer has that they got guacamole on it they got beans they got eaten with chips they got sounds good pretty good and then Hillstone do you know Hillstone another chain Hillstone's another chain Hillstone's had had actually a non-beef burger for a long time. You know, in the olden days, before the the arrival of these new chefed up veggie burgers, it was rated as like the number on lists lists like this. It was like the number one thing. Uh, and it's it's still pretty good, but it's, it doesn't really compare, and, and it's it does sort of compare. It's they, it's got a nice soft texture, but that yeah, you know, that softness is a good thing. But the bad thing about that softness is it, it it it's because they put a lot of prunes in their patty, so it's a prune patty. So you know what that means? It's prunes. So it's a prune burger, sort of a prune burger. 
I mean, they're going to take issue with that. So that was number eight. And, uh, you know, there's, there's now Chang's, you know, you put Chang in there somewhere. I know. Every time you do a list like this, a new one pops up. Oh, my eyes glaze over with my list. You were presented with the option to eat yeah. a superiority burger. Correct. The best veggie burger in New York, according yeah. to one restaurant critic. Yeah. yeah. And, and like and, a, and a... Virtually all restaurants. And like a... I'm not, like the, a, I'm not the only one like that hyped that. Or like a decent beef burger. Like, not like the best of the best, but like a pretty good one. Which one are you choosing? Well, what are you... What's your favorite? My, my, I like a small burger, like a little. I like, a, uh, you know, I, I like. I don't like. I don't like these big, yeah. big burgers. Uh, it, you know, if it's a, if it's between a big giant burger, one of these like big giant burgers that you have to cut in half and they fall over, I'm taking Superior Burger. If it's a nice, if it's Shack, Shake Shack, if it's a Shack burger, and I wanted to like have a last burger, I'm taking the Shack burger. <laughs> what am I, a lunatic? Well, what are you taking? I might take the veggie burger. Oh, you would not. I might. You're just saying that because you're from Bushwick. You're not. You're taking the Shack burger. I might. No, you wouldn't. Oh, it depends. Like... It depends on the time of day. But it's like you're not really eating a burger. Ultimately, you're eating some veggie thing. It's so fun. it's good, but it's not a Shack burger. You put the word burger on anything, it's instantly better. <sighs> I, 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 I disagree with you there, my friend. I disagree with you. I mean, we could have a whole argument whether this is really a burger. It's really a sandwich. It's made to look like a burger. It's really is the, a burger. A it's sandwich? the patty. I would say uh, at this point, no. It's a stupid debate. So at this point, no. But technically, yes. But at this point, no. I think a burger is a sandwich. Well, you're, I think you'd be right and just foolish to, to say that. So that's my statement on that ridiculous argument. We gotta try them though. Try what? The, the burgers! We gotta go. You tried them all. It's lunchtime. Let's go get one. Let's go. All right. I'm hungry. Uh, that's gonna do it. Andy Bowers, Laura Mayer, at Panoply. Our thanks to them. Our noble producer, Sam Dingman. You gonna come get a veggie burger with us, the Dingman? Thumbs up. You know what? Thumbs up for you know the man. He says, no, I'm not going with you clowns. I'm tired of listening to I'm us. just like, you're like, Where are the guests? Why didn't you bring a burger? We got no food. We got no people today. The heck with you clowns. All right? Let's talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to be back in two weeks. I'm Alan Sitzma. He's Adam Platt. Bye. <laughs> 